Welcome to the Wet Mun Podcast. Good whatever time of the day it is. I'm your host, John. And I'm your host, Will. Hey, Will, pour me some wine. Let's find out what's going on. The Wet Mun Podcast is produced by Dr. Stacia Mun and brought to you by Alt Energy Solar Solutions. Solar energy with a national experience and hometown service. Galactic Rentals. Impressive. Most impressive. And Vera Wine Project. Venture. Revel. Share. The Wet Mun Podcast is intended for mature audiences and adults with questionable morals. And now for the show. Welcome to the Wet Mun Podcast. Good anytime of no, the day. We'll do that later. All right, fine. Yeah, uh, I'm John. And I'm Will. And with us today is uh, Lucas Cooperwriter. And. Jim Crows. Dr. Jim Crows. Dr. Jim Crows and Lucas Dirty Cooperwriter, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Jim, what is your official title? Uh, Associate Professor of Supply Chain Management. Ask Professor of Supply Chain Management. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> At uh, Boise State University. Boise State University. Yeah. Go Big Blue. Go Broncos. So here's a question right out of the gate, and this, uh, this, is, this is totally a hot take. What, um, what is a bigger mid-major Gonzaga basketball or Boise State football? Anybody want to jump in on that? Well, BSU's won something that's mattered. That's Sorry, true. that was a shot across your bow. But that, no, Final four, I'm going to give Gonzaga credit. Final if, four is impressive. Yeah, it's yeah. really no. so. And they're going to win tomorrow. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Gonzaga, you better fucking win. Actually, no, it's house money at this point. Yeah. Well, have they ever been in a Final Four? No, I, I think Final Four is equivalent to winning a Fiesta Bowl. Not according to Marcus. Well, Marcus is ridiculous. Yeah, that's true. Marcus Marcus said the Fiesta Bowl is a minor bowl, so. <laughs> yeah. Is that is it not? Can like, we talk about the Marcus fit? Yeah, what are we talking about? I don't know. Is, I would kind of like some elaboration on this, uh, yeah, so I completely forgot that Marcus hates Boise State. He does hate Boise State. And a few State. years ago, we went like to Idaho City for a year because his birthday is the same as Sandy's, my wife's birthday. And I bought him a Boise State shirt because he didn't have one. And I had no idea. And he gave it to me. He's like, why are you fucking doing this to me? I'm like, oh, I forgot. And he got so mad at me. Oh. And went on this rant, like this rampage about how Boise State is minor league football and the Fiesta Bowl is not a major bowl. But what was his premise like? Where was he coming from? Like, Marcus what, what was his argument? Any argument? Just the rational he's, he's a Big Ten Michigan State guy. Yeah, he's a. He's and a, it didn't help that at the same time. Oregon so by was, that you mean his Michigan State's his alma mater, or he just is a fan? He's like, a fan. Okay. But at the same time, Michigan no, State. He, was, he, Marcus played college volleyball. And not at Michigan State. It didn't help okay. that as this was happening, Oregon was destroying Michigan State live on TV. Oh, okay. And he apologized later, but he just, 
I, I did not mean to be a jerk by giving him a Boise State shirt. I was trying That's to be nice. He got so mad. Typical. Yeah. Um, so back to his opinion about Gonzaga. Yeah, I, 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 I think uh, I think it I think it until until this tournament I would say it was Boise State, but I still think it's right I, no, there. I think a Final Four is like a New Year's Day bowl. It's, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, like they're, they're, you're not national champions, but you're there. You're there. Um, Will what more? John Wen. Let's talk about uh, wine. Let's talk about wine. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, port. And the reason we're talking about port is I asked Professor Crows today what he wanted to drink tonight, and he said port. So I ran over to the, the wine shop and asked the, the people there for uh, to tell me about port, because to be honest, I don't know a lot about port. Um, and I got the crash course in port and, and picked up a bottle of Graham's 2009 late bottled vintage port. Um, so does anybody know anything about port at the table? I, I've been to Porto last year. Jim's been to Porto. I've been to Graham's. He's been to he's been to this producer before. Yeah. So, I believe to be called port, it has to be from Portugal. Am I right? It's kind of like champagne. Yes. It has to be from the champagne region of France. Port has to be from Portugal, or else it's really not. It's got to be from like Oporto. Port. Yeah. In okay. Portugal. Yeah. yeah. So um, how you make port is actually you um, – it's made from from red grapes, a um, bunch of names that I'm not going to pronounce because they'll bore you. But basically um, you ferment um, just like you would do any red wine, and then about halfway through the fermentation process, you actually add brandy um, to to the, the must, and that will stop the fermentation. Um, and at that point, you can do a couple things. You can – finish it out and bottle it um you can put it in oak casts um or barrels and age it um and from there you can make a bunch of different styles of port so the three kind of main ones are going to be called um ruby port which is that kind of quick fermented kind of light um fruity port um and then the second one is going to be a tawny port which is kind of a combination of these age ports that have been aged for anywhere from 10 to 20 years on average. Um, and then the, the third one is vintage port. Um, and vintage port only happens every once in a while. So basically they'll have these growing seasons in these years where these producers will make port and they'll, they'll announce an actual vintage. And then that year you can make port and put it on the label 2011 vintage port. Um, so those are the most kind of rare, expensive, and the most sought-after ports, these vintage ports that only happen about three times a decade. Um, so what I brought today is a late-bottled vintage port, um, which is not a vintage port because it's a lot cheaper than a vintage port. But basically, if they declare vintage, so for example, this is a 2009 uh, late-bottled vintage port. So in 2009, they declared a vintage, vintage port. So you could make a single vintage port in 2009, but you have to put it in bottle within two years of the declared vintage. So it had to be bottled by 2011. But these late bottled vintage ports, um, you can bottle them after that two-year window, and so you can get these better values and maybe a cheaper vintage port. So let's drink some and see what we think about it. Now, uh, Mr. Wetmore... 
How does a port that was aged in barrels differ from a port that wasn't? Can you tell us about that? Sure. Oh. So when you're aging in barrels, and typically everything's going to be aged in barrels, but um, what happens is you get this oxidation, um, which is basically <coughs> the, the color. So if you look at this wine, this one's kind of like still red, purple almost, right? Looks like it's coffee. Very opaque. Very, very dark. But it's not like a tawny port, right? That tawny port's kind of... More of a brownish. Brownish, right? yep. reddish, brickish color. Tawny is kind of a cross between that and the Madeira. Yeah. So when you get um, oxidation, you get this, this, this change of color. This, this oxidation will turn it towards more of a, a brickish... Who's getting sexed right now? I, I am. Jesus. Is it your wife? Patrick Donovan. Tell him to come over. So the tawny is older, right? Is that what you were saying earlier? No, it's been oxidized more. <clears throat> okay, how do you what? oxidize it more? Correct. So rust, more, more, rust. Do you put it in the rain? <laughs> more exposure to oxygen, <laughs> so longer time in barrel, typically. So this was probably in barrel, maybe five years, something like that. Um. So why, why port? Why, why is it from this place? Or so. Like, that's an awesome question. So, back in must have been like sixteen hundreds or so. Portugal, Portugal. Do you had um, really good soccer team? Yeah. Did you see Cristiano Ronaldo's statue? Oh my god! <laughs> Fuck. He's actually from Madeira, though. That actually might be the golden toilet. Yeah, the that's broken the toilet. broken toilet of the word. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yep. So, um, 1600, 1700s, something like that. Um, the UK was getting a lot of the wine from France, and. But at that time, I don't know if you know this, but like the UK and France weren't on the best terms because they were kind of both emerging powers or they were both big powers. Superpowers. Superpowers. By that time. So UK said, screw you, France. We're not going to buy any wine from you. So they started buying wine from Spain and Portugal. But what happened was they'd ship the wine from Portugal or Spain up to the UK and the wine would, would spoil on the voyage in the ships. So these merchants come down and they're like, they have this idea, they're like, well, let's put, let's put some brandy in these wines to bump up the alcohol and help preserve them on the voyage oh. back to the UK. And at first, I think it was a really small percentage that they put in the brandy, and people really liked it, and it kind of made this sweet, kind of heavy, high alcohol yeah, got them, wine. Got them faded. Got them faded, and then. Over time, they slowly started adding more and more brandy um, until kind of they got to what you know as port today, where it's twenty percent alcohol. It's sweet. It's rich. Um, Sounds like a hangover. Probably going to be a hangover. Is that what's that, Jim? What are you showing these us? These are the, it's one of the port caves in Porto, like one of the can't remember which. So what does it look like? Those are really big barrels. They're really big barrels, and they're kind of buried into the side of that's a mountains. That's a cool picture. Port is a cool town. Does it say how big the barrels are? <laughs> well, I think I've got... They're really big. This is really good for podcasting, showing pictures, yeah. isn't it? There's, um, there's a person standing in front of one of the barrels who... Okay, so... They're probably 15 feet high. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. 15 feet diameter. 
Yeah, giant barrels. So that's kind of how white white pork came to be. Hmm. That's and great. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's uh, super unique. It's interesting. And do you know what brandy is though? Let's back up. No, uh, brandy. When you say brandy, I think of the song by Looking Glass. Brandy, you're a fine girl. What <laughs> good wife you would be. Sure. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Um, do you so know what? Do you know what vodka is? Yes, potatoes. You heard my language. Okay, actually, can corn can be from anything, right? Anything, just yeah. pure alcohol, just booze. Yeah, so, yeah. so love it. So brandy is is basically a liquor that's distilled from wine, from grapes. Oh, it's classier vodka. Yeah. Well, it's brandy. That's what like cognac is. Cognac. Cognac is brandy. Oh, Hennessy. Oh, yeah. Very good. So it's brandy. Cavassier. <laughs> Calm down, Tupac. <laughs> so, so if you want, we could we could make some port. We could go get some some Hennessy and we could okay. get some some grape juice and make some. Can port. we drink this yet? All right, everybody. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've been, I've been drinking mine. Yeah, I've been drinking mine too. Can we cheers in. All right. I'm sorry, I didn't realize podcast protocol. Yeah. So, podcast officially started. What will, why, and when, and what would you drink this with? You can do this uh, <clears throat> aperitif before dinner, but I like it after dinner. Something kind of. With a cigar and some, good. some dark chocolate. Yeah. I actually really chocolate. like it with blue cheese. So good with blue cheese. Really? Yeah. Besides blue cheese, is there any other cheese that you would uh, drink this with? I'm sure there is. String cheese. I, I've had it with cheesecake. That's cheesecake. Ooh, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a creamy, yeah. heavy, heavier, heavier. Cheesecake with caramel. That's exactly what I want with alcohol. Just something heavy and dairy. Uh, just give me some heavy dairy stuff. With my alcohol. Great. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is, it's going to be hard to drink a whole bottle of this. Let's put it that way. Challenge accepted. Yep. Uh, Jim, why is, so, uh, why is this your favorite wine? I feel like this is kind of obscure. Uh, actually, Madeira, which we're going to taste next, is nice. my favorite. Port is probably That's my wife's favorite, though. And, oh. Um, I don't know how Sandy and I got on the port, but. We kind of bonded with the Malleys. Again, good podcasting, bringing in obscure third parties. Yeah, love it. Other doctor folks just drinking port with them in our backyard when residency was starting. And when residency was ending, we're like, let's go to Portugal. And they're like, yeah. And then Marcus and Kara are like, yeah, we're going to come too. So we spent a week in Portugal. Well, half a week in Portugal and then the other half on the island of Madeira, which is a Portuguese island. Well, close okay. to Africa. This is great. Yeah. So I know nothing about this wine that he brought. Okay. Um, I, know, I know it's a fortified wine like port, but it, I've never, I think I don't it think was, I've never actually even tried it. I think it was their attempt to make port on the island. Okay. Because it's a Portuguese colony. Mm-hmm. They subdue their history. I think there may have been some slave trade Oof. going through there. Most likely. Most likely <laughs> being off the coast of Africa, yeah. Portuguese colony. Um. Yeah, but it's similar to port, a little sweeter. Um, but I don't want to jump ahead. We haven't okay. got to that yet. A uh, s- couple more questions on this. We're drinking this essentially at room temperature, correct? Yeah. Is that how it's meant mm-hmm. to be drank? Do you drink it when? Do you ever drink it chilled? No. No. Nope. It's room temperature. Yeah. yeah. We actually probably should get some cigars. Cigars and blue cheese. Yeah, it'd be so good. I'm going to need some Zantac. <laughs> now, is there a cigar down. that you recommend? Or do you, you just drink 
fit with any old cigar. Or a cigarette, I don't know. Do you have a cigarette? <laughs> maybe, no. a, maybe a wood tip or... Yeah. Kodiak well, chewing tobacco? Well, some, <laughs> yeah. well, some Kodiak in a post-it oh, are we uh, Are we plugging tobacco products now? <laughs> we are not, but no. Kodiak wants oh. to sponsor us. <laughs> Kodiak, if you're out there. Uh, Fear the bear. So why why we uh, why we enjoy this? Um, I want to transition a little bit to um, maybe uh, an award we haven't talked about in a few oh, weeks. Yeah, that's right, the broken the, toilet. The broken toilet. So just a so we uh, occasionally like to give out a broken toilet award for that's what we deem the failure of the week or an observation or something that maybe a personal experience that is a failure of the week, and this is based on me. Breaking a toilet at Shore Lodge in McCall. Uh, you have to go back to podcast two if you want the origin story. Yeah, two, three, Sorry. three, three. Huckabay. Huckabay. Uh, I believe I was at the Shore Lodge. You were there that yeah. night when that happened. Yes, you were. Yeah. It's your fault. Hey, I believe you left the bar before me that night too. Really? I think Jesus so. Man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't did did Tommy serve you? Yeah, Tommy served I was, me. Tommy overserved me. Yeah, that's Tommy's fault. They should charge him for that toilet. Well, they didn't charge John. No. <laughs> no. So, broken toilet award of the week. Uh, I uh, was so I was I kind of had cabin fever. I got sick. You can kind of hear it in my voice. I got sick. Last week was Chief Ford. I wasn't at my best. And I had spring break all this week. Didn't really do anything. Still had a great week. But today I was like, all right, I'm going to do something. And uh, my wife was like, well, we have these huge trees in our front yard, in our backyard. And... Uh, She's like, well, put up a swing in the front for the boys. It's like, that's a great idea. So I went and bought 50 feet of rope, bought a couple swings for the boys. And then so I found a two-by-four that was about two and a half feet long. And, you know, you got to throw the rope over the tree branch to come down. So I tied it into a knot all around the two-by-four. And I was swinging the two-by-four around, got all this momentum. And I let go of it. And the two-by-four shot off the knot about <laughs> 75 feet in the air like a fucking world war one mortar and went over my neighbor's house <laughs> and came down and like i just watched it and i was like oh fuck if that hits somebody it is going to kill them in it we just went in the air and it, i watched just come down and we live next door to the sweetest old lady in the world and if it would have clipped her in the temple, no. she would have been dead, and I would be in handcuffs in a in at the Boise Police Department for manslaughter. And I was like, "Oh fuck, fuck, fuck!" So I climbed over the fence. Not a dead. There was no dead body on the ground. Uh, the two by four was laying there, safe and sound in her backyard. Um, yeah, broken toilet award of the week. I. It could have been really bad. It could have like gone through a window. It could have gone in every general direction. It could have gone into a back of a car. A moving car? Moving car. Uh, yeah. I didn't retrieve the 2 by 4 It's still there. I just left it there. <laughs> Did you ever get the, the swing up? I got the swing up. I went and tied it to a... I tied a really good knot around like one of those collapsible shovels. And then I threw it over, oh. and it was good. And the swings up—that's not going to hurt anybody. No, 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 a belated shovel. Yeah. What was but, uh, what was the thing I was thinking of? The my broken toilet award that I forgot, and then I remember speaking of Portugal, Portugal, Portugal's prodigal son. Oh yeah. yes. Yeah. So Cristiano Ronaldo broken toilet award is for the artist who made the Cristiano Ronaldo statue. Yeah, it's, it's really, really bad. Actually, from 
the island of Madeira. The, from really? the island of Madeira. Yeah. He we'll, is, we'll drink some of this, too. You cannot throw a rock without hitting somebody in a Ronaldo jersey on that island. It's awesome. So, so yeah. I thought it was interesting. Uh, he actually had a quote in response to the criticism that he was getting. And it was, uh, not even Jesus could please everyone. I thought that was really interesting. Was he talking about I himself or the sculpture? Like, yeah. yeah. Who's, who's, I think he's talking about himself. Like, there's so many people criticizing him. Rightfully so. I mean, objectively speaking, it's a horrible, horrible sculpture. It, oh, yeah. Of his his, yeah. Of his, his eyes are so close together. <laughs> and, and just the ears. way he's grinning. Like, why did he have to make him grin? And why did he have to make him do, like, a terrible grin at that? Well, uh, that's why it's a broken toilet award. Cause yeah. You know what, though? Like, Ronaldo has such a reputation of being such a D-bag. But does he really? Well, I, I thought he like, was, like, was supposed to be like a really but, good like he's guy. Sn- like, in, like that's what we learned in Portugal. Is like he's gives so much money back to the community and he supports. I think it's a, the way he plays and flops and. Well, I think, I think that's like his. You're, story. You're, you sound like an American. He doesn't look American. No, he does not look American. No. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> Seven years ago, like, he looks Portuguese or something. He does look Portuguese. I fit in everywhere I go. You do, except Canada. So, no, you do not look Canadian. Um, quick question, Lucas Goodbrider, give us a 30-second breakdown of Treefort Music Festival. 30-second breakdown. Okay, here we go. Uh, Wednesday night, saw some awesome uh, techno stuff at Elkhor Shrine. Thursday night, I don't know, I was drunk. Friday night, kind of the same thing. Uh, I actually took Friday off from work so I could spend all day down at Treefort, just going to shows. Hitting up Dale Fort, seeing what else was down there. Uh, Saturday, much of the same. Oh, Friday night, I would add that I went to Hackfort uh, at Simplot. What was or at the gym. Talk a little bit about ha- what Hackfort was. Sure. So Hackfort was uh, focused on the tech industry, tech industry here in Boise. My friend Brad Adams, who works at Micron, who has a pretty good idea of what you know, tech firms do in and around here. By the way, John, you ruined my 30-second review of Triple No, I, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I'm fascinated. Yeah, by yeah, yeah, as well. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, just to back up, this was that jump, which is the Jack's Urban Meeting Place. It's a new community center. So anyway. Words can't describe yeah. what jump is, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. It's the most confusing anyway. building in the world. It really is. Yeah, it's uh, like Hogwarts, just staircases move. Yeah. We're, say, was, we're saying so much stuff that no one outside no, of Boise has is no. what we're talking about. But continue, though. So Hackfort, your buddy from Micron, is a tech guy and knows what's going on. Yeah, and... he's, he's an engineer. He knows some some coding stuff, He's but he's primarily an electrical engineer. But we were just talking to some a couple guys. We went to a talk, that, and they were talking about starting up their own gaming company. I thought that was pretty fascinating and all the challenges that came along with that. Uh, uh, we talked to a couple companies that were... Oh, one company was involved in making games. Uh, uh, one company made like a Lego Batman game for the movie. So Oh, for real? Yeah. That's and, cool. And uh, I believe this company was from either Nampa or Caldwell. Uh I thought that was pretty fascinating. I wouldn't have known that without going to Hackfort. Uh, I never kn- knew that these 
that these uh, gaming companies even existed here. Uh, but it was a good. I'm sure it was a good way to get their name out and. Uh, yeah. Get so are there. these do you, are these companies? You think just are begging to be gobbled up by Silicon Valley billionaires? That's a good question. I think at the end of the day, every investor, every founder has an exit strategy. Sure. I would say, I mean, yeah, at the right price. I mean, I think yeah. every uh, entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, if Google comes knocking. Bought, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's like the college sophomore football player going pro. It's like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Like, why, why, yeah. Yeah. You can only have so many yeah. dump trucks of money dumped right. onto your lawn for right. you acquiesce. Yeah. yeah. And I, it's like, and, or 10 barrel selling another Boise insider. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And judging by just the way that these guys. We heard you flush the toilet. Yeah. Well, we could have closed the door to the bathroom. Listening to the two gentlemen talk about just like all the challenges of starting a gaming company. I mean, if you ever reached that level of success where a publicly traded firm like Google or whoever else is in gaming. Uh, I personally never really got into it much, but yeah, if they come knocking with half a billion dollars, I don't know. I don't even know what the price would be. I'm sure every entrepreneur has their own price, but if, but if, ever, uh, if it ever, uh, if they ever came knocking, yeah, I'm sure they would sell. And what, uh, what about the rest of tree for it? The rest half, of the half fort was good. Is awesome. Yeah, half fort was really interesting. Uh, I didn't make it to any of the film fort, which I'm kind of disappointed about. I didn't make it to much a comedy fort either. Did Did anyone else? Did anyone happen to make it to any of the comedy fort? Maybe not. Okay. So flash um, round for tree fort. Uh, best band that you saw. Uh, I really enjoyed Open Mike Eagle. Um, who had the best beer at Alefort? Best beer at Alefort? I was impressed with the Mad Swede. They are a local brewery here in Boise. They're on Coal Road. Oh, they're new, right? Uh, south of Costco. Correct. Newer. Newer. Yeah. They're in between Costco and Indian Lakes Golf Club. Um, best venue? I was impressed with the Olympic. It has a lot of character, and I like the fact that the opening was like in the middle of the club and not like at the very end. So everyone was like trying to like push out one. Coolest outfit you saw. <laughs> oh my gosh. Besides John Munn. Besides John Munn and his pizza shirt. Post, oh. that, post that picture. There's so many of them. I saw a lot of men just dressing dresses. I didn't Which, see, I saw no dresses, I, actually. Is that a thing now? I, I don't like, they can yeah, be. It's, I mean, especially for been a thing for a long time. <laughs> yeah, but I feel I like know. it's, it was not a thing, and then, it's like normcore. It's like so not a thing that it's come back yeah. and being a thing. Well, I think given the context, even if people were like, Oh, that's kind of strange. I think they tried to act like it really wasn't a big deal because it's tree fort and it's supposed to be a welcoming, tolerant environment. Like people can dress up 
however the fuck they want. That's true. Um, America. Least favorite thing about Tree Fort or uh, worst band? How about worst show you saw? <laughs> worst, worst uh, show, worst band. I worst don't know. show because it might not be a bad band. Yeah. Uh, worst, worst show or most disappointing. Uh, tough to really nail one down. I, I kind of went into it with low or no expectations and just trying to have a good time, but. Um, One of the uh, like electronic or trance uh, bands called Blurred Vision kind of had a. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really know what they were about. Let's try to get them next. Next. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna circle back around to Tree Fort because I feel like our our diehard listeners outside of the Treasure Valley have no right. have no uh, they have no, nothing to anchor this on. But, so but they're just with I'm us. curious. Who do you think our diehard listeners are outside the Treasure Valley? But just to give them some context, Tree Force. My dad. Tree My Force dad. Has been around dad. since 2012. It's a music festival that happens every uh, March here in the Treasure Valley. Um, it it's mostly indie, rock, punk. Yeah, there's I mean, there's there's some really cool stuff, and it's always and it it's always a week after it's always a week after uh, South by Southwest, right? Or two weeks after South by Southwest? So I don't know. it's the week after South by Southwest because all the bands are are heading back right. to their respective oh, okay. holes, and they sense. like might as well grab them on their way back to the Northwest. So it's a lot of Northwest bands that are coming back to Seattle, Portland. Okay, Josh Coons in the house. Josh, what up? Hey, buddy. Good that mic is holy crap yeah that's good yeah so we'll get josh some headphones um want to move we'll come we'll we're going to circle back to tree fort but i want to talk to dr jim cross ass i wrote down here ass supply chain <laughs> thank you <laughs> associate professor of supply chain management, management which is under the uh umbrella of business right yes. business and economics yep. at at Boise State University. So, um, Jim is a, Jim's a dear friend of the podcast. He's a dear friend of, uh, Will and I's. He, uh, besides just being a friend, he bats cleanup on our softball team. That's right. I'm not the cleanup. I would say, you you know, uh, he plays left center, plays left center. He, uh, has a, how you're six, two, six, three, six, two, six, two. It's got a really he bats right handed. Uh who, who would you compare his swing to? Oh man. Dead pole hitter. I Dead can, pole I, hitter. If I hit it to the shortstop, Wait, I'm you're I'm lank, in the opposite field. You're, you're lanky. I'm gonna have to get back to you on this one. Uh uh I'm, I'm almost gonna go uh Richie Saxon? I was get, <laughs> Richie Richie Saxon. I was gonna say more kind of Hank Aaron. Uh kind of uh Hank was a lefty, wasn't he? No, no, no Hank no, Aaron no. was a righty. That's uh, right. He batted with his hands the wrong way when he started playing yeah. baseball. Cross yeah. Kind of taller, Joe, Joe long, Carter. longer swing. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's see what you did there. Let's see what happened. So, Jim, uh, I want to talk to us. How did how – did, I know I know a lot about you, so this is really difficult. Um, but let's talk about supply chain. I just started snoring. Why does the world need to care about supply chain management? And I have a question as well after this one. But why is this important to us? And why is why are you why is this so important that you have a PhD and teach this? 
Go. Because without supply chains, you couldn't buy anything or make anything. Supply chain is, by definition, it's it's everything it takes to, from a manufacturing perspective, it's everything it takes to get raw materials turned into products and get those products to your customers and to do it in a way where you can make money. Okay. So, so think about it. That's everything from, you know, uh, mining iron ore in, you know, from a mine, turning it into a car, getting it to a dealership so that your customers can buy it. It's, you know, getting oil turned into plastic to make it into some piece of, you know, product that you're going to sell at Walmart and getting it distributed, made, you know, from anywhere in the world to wherever your customers are. So, is it useful for wine? It is. You know, I know right now, well, you're selling your wine to your friends here in the Valley, but Hat Ranch sells all around the country, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get it there? UPS? Yeah, that's logistics. That's supply chain. It's, it's all about what it takes to get products made and get them where they need to be. So, so it, it's the broadest field of management hmm. by, by any strategy. It, it encompasses everything from, you know, purchasing stuff from suppliers in China to managing a warehouse to getting orders filled to managing a, a retail store to make sure you have inventory there. So it's that's why, like, it's, it doesn't, like, Lucas, you're an accountant. And uh, you, correct. You know exactly what accountants do. And I tell my students this. I'm like, if... If you want to know what you're going to do every day for the rest of your life, become an accountant. But yeah. if you want to have something new every day that's going to be challenging, get in the supply chain because it's never the same. You know, political things around the world impact supply chains. Companies going out of business. Um, a Korean shipping line went out of business last September. Uh, North Korean? Uh, South Korean. Hanjin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if North Korea is any publicly available shipping lines that we use but you know they they went out of business and their ships were off you know the coast of the port of long beach waiting to be unloaded but the port's like you're bankrupt we're not going to load your ships because you can't pay us and the crews are stuck on these ships along with the cargo and in fact like one of my former students works for a company here in the valley and he told me he spent a month trying to figure out how to get either those containers off those ships or to get another supplier to get them stuff. So without supply chain, nothing in the economy moves. That sounds a little arrogant. I'm sorry. No, this is, <laughs> I was blown away by my mind. So, uh, sorry, I'm a big advocate since I dedicated so my life to this. I'm, I'm, so I'm really interested that the thing, the one thing that question, yeah. since you dedicated your life to this, um, when did you decide that this is what you're going to dedicate your life to? Because I feel like as a child or a kid, Oh, I want to be an this, astronaut, this, obviously. Yeah, okay, yeah. This <laughs> yeah. is not a typical no. Even as like career a career choice, or even as like a freshman in college, my students have no idea what supply chain is. It's so I was an engineer, undergrad, and I worked in manufacturing, and and then I kind of saw that manufacturing in America was not the future, but I saw like logistics were moving, were sourcing stuff around the world. And so I got interested in that. So I, when I got my MBA, I, I kind of transitioned into that, became a consultant and focused a lot of time on, you know, supply chain consulting. And then went back to my PhD specifically in that because I saw 
that's how things are going to happen in our economy in America, the way we've kind of reconfigured our economy. So does every company have somebody that knows what you know or does what you do? Or is it like... Every, every company that sells a product has logistics. They have to. Mm -hmm. They just, they might not call it that. But, sure. you know, you buy materials from suppliers and you ship products to customers mm -hmm. and you have to have inventory. So that's supply chain. And it could be a farmer doing it, you know, his or herself, or it could be Amazon that, or Walmart that are, you know, the world leaders in this. So, sorry, John, I keep yeah. asking questions, but so I work for a small company, right? Yep. And we do these things, you know, we, right. we have suppliers for corks, capsules, bottles, yep. grape suppliers, all these things. I know nothing about supply chain. But you're doing supply chain. So why is what you do important? Because can people just figure it out? Like I need this shit right now or in two weeks or, or can you actually save people money right. so by doing this? I think supply chain management as a major for colleges is new, like 15, yeah. 20 years at most. So where you have to spend time figuring out yourselves, mm -hmm. if we train our students, right, they can come into a organization, a company and bring those ideas. You know, there are things they can do around, optimizing your inventory levels. You probably, well, I don't want to, I'm not trying to talk to, I, I don't want to sound bad. You've probably never thought about what's the right level of inventory to have of specific kinds of wine or well, products. No. Yours is kind of based on grapes and yeah, what's available. This is, this is what we can make. Yeah. No, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, like large companies like Amazon, you know, like how many, I don't know. Widgets do I need? Widgets should I have in my warehouse so that, I'm trading off the cost of holding those widgets in my warehouse versus if I don't have enough widgets, customers are going to go somewhere else and buy widgets. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's a science behind that. Okay. So that's what we train our students in is that science okay. so that they can come into these companies because it's such a new field. Most companies have people who have taught themselves Yeah. and they're usually really, really good at it, but they might just not know the latest and greatest kind of scientific methods to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the, um, I'm going to jump. So this is, so it sounds like to me, um, the skill set you have to have here. So the, the work, the, the first thing that came to mind is like efficiency. You guys, yes. you guys yep. are masters at efficiency, but, but it's also, um, but it's also supply and demand too. Correct. So you're looking at what the fuck do people want yep. and what's the fastest, most efficient way to get them there. Is that fair to say? That's absolutely. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yep. You know, like, um, lean production, hmm. that's all part of it. Quality improvements, Six Sigma. What's Six Sigma? Oh, it's, it's, it's one less than Seven Sigma. It's one less than Seven Sigma. I don't want to go down. Okay. No, right. no, no, it's, it's just a, it's a, it's a quality improvement methodology. Uh, GE and, and Motorola pioneered it back in the 90s. Okay. To essentially get defects out of your process. Because everyone Efficiency. knows that Motorola makes okay. the best smartphones. Everyone. <laughs> Shut up, Lucas. <laughs> so, okay. It, yeah. Um, is this a major? Is, you teach a class, but is this a major? It's a major. Okay. So well. I, teach, I teach a general overview class for all students. All business students sure. take that. Yep. And it, it covers kind of all the disciplines. And then I specifically teach logistics. Um. Do you have any other questions? Because I want to move on to a topic that's really near and dear to my heart. Um, I have no. I, yeah, I have so many questions. How has supply chain 
changed with the internet of things. <laughs> Can you choose so, that question actually serious? Because no, there's, there's a kernel no, of really importantness no, in no, there. No, it's, it's a great question. <laughs> I just wish this was a video podcast so you yeah. could see Lucas's face when he asked that question. Oh, I don't think we ever... No. We never brought this to life. Lucas is my brother-in-law. Oh, yeah. God. Oh. I, th- I thought we were going to bury that one. <laughs> Does, so, did it, so, so... Internetness um, of things. Yeah. So, I mean, think about... In 1990, well, 1994, John, you were 17, right? Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah. I was eight. All right. So me and John are going to talk. Yep. Let let the big kids (laughs) talk. No, but... Hold on. Do we have breaking news? Breaking news. Breaking news. UConn women lost. UConn UConn women women lost. Wow. You know what? Who beat them? Mississippi State. Uh, So the UConn women will not be national champions this year. Bitches be crazy. Lucas, uh, thanks for caring. Yeah. (laughs) should call my mom. You know what? This is the only thing that's newsworthy, full disclosure. Uh, That sounds bad, but... (laughs) Because because world economics is not important at all. (laughs) All right. Internet. Sorry. Internet. So, So... Internet has changed everything. Think about where'd you go buy stuff before the internet? Sears. I think they, or Kmart, right? Kmart, my yeah. mom. Yeah. My mom bought it for her. Yeah, JCPenney. G- yeah, I mean, we would go to the brick and mortar stores. Woolworths. Yeah. And then, like, maybe you get some weird catalog where you would buy something that would take weeks to get there. I, di- I distinctly remember growing up in my grandma who lived in Denver would call me on the phone like in October and say circle what you want in oh. the Sears in the Sears catalog mail it to me I will order it and then it'll send it to you probably by January 1st that's <laughs> hilarious oh like no, that's like yeah. like when the when the JCPenney and Sears Christmas catalogs came out I would lock myself in our bathroom for hours and just read through those yeah, catalogs yeah. I thought you were saying no I was, do stuff to yourself no I was like 7 years old will oh. Stop being a monster. Maybe you're an early bloomer. <laughs> hey, let the intellectuals talk. Yeah, over no. It. So I would, I would so go yeah. through that catalog and just me and Lucas things. are gonna have a conversation yeah. now. Yeah. So, so what the internet has done though is, you know, you can buy anything anywhere. Yep. You know, and it's instead of only having maybe Sears or Kmart being your choices or J.C. Penney, Josh went there for the rustlers, I assume. <laughs> Um, you can you can go and competitively shop, so it's driven prices down. Well, yeah, yeah, way and, down. And, and yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. killing these brick and mortar stores. You know, so now, you know, a JC Penney's failing, a Sears is mm-hmm. failing, Kmart's failing. But like, I mean, I'm you know I'm a big mountain biker, so sure, I still go to my local bike shop for right. service. Yeah, I'm paying more, but it's service. But like something like, yeah. I don't know what I bought off Amazon. Bundle paper towels. I don't right. care if I go to Albertsons or if I go to well, isn't there like a, Amazon, whatever's cheaper. Hmm. I feel like there's a a bit of an emotional connection to a locally owned and operated outfitter or company. Oh, totally. Like yeah, I'd yeah. rather I'd rather yeah. go to a place like uh, Idaho Mountain Touring for like yeah. running stuff. Well, yeah, John, I mean, what was our conversation on Wednesday? We were we were sitting at North End Pizza, mm-hmm. and your son said, "I want to get a milkshake Correct. or something." Yep, he wanted a he. They my kids they want a for real 
which they sell at the Stinker Station, which is would they sell at a million gas stations across the country, which is like you pull the frozen thing out of the out of the freezer and you stick it in the machine and it gives you a milkshake, right? And what did I say? You said, do you want to get this whatever or do you want to go get, you know, an, a more expensive milkshake from um, goodies? Yeah, with homemade, with ice, homemade cream, ice cream, locally... Local. Local. So, so yeah, I mean, I w- there's definitely, there's, yeah. I think most people, it, de- it, right. it depends on the product. Right, yeah. So, like, commodities, things that, you know, toilet paper, light bulbs, we don't care about. Well, some people, but some people just go for price. Yes. You know, so that's why, like, Amazon has exploded. Sure. I mean, yeah, I, my, and, I'm wearing my... Yeah, Warriors T-shirt you right now. Find that in a local shop. No, and yeah. if it did, it, you know, it'd be somebody else would have bought it. It right. would have cost me three times as much. Right. But so let me. This my yeah, question so. to you, Jim, is this: so with the rise of the interweb and outsourcing and yeah. destroying brick and mortar stores, has there been a rise? As you're saying, and like, I'm going to buy a whole bunch of shit from the internet. But I'm going to pump a bunch of money like you and I do and everybody at this table does in the local kind of artisan um, cottage industry stuff. Well, I think it depends on your socioeconomic standing. Sure. You know, like you and I have both married well. Fact. Fact. Yeah. Doctors. Will as well. Someday I will. (laughs) Yeah. Soon. She's probably going to leave you. But until then. You know, no, no, like we have disposable income. Sure. So, like, me to go to the Boise Co-op and pay more for groceries, but no, I'm buying local, I feel good about that. But if you don't have that extra income, you're going to go to Walmart, you're going to go to Amazon, you're going to buy what's cheapest. And I'm, that that makes sense. It's the right thing to do. So, So, but I think what you're saying in, for people who have the ability to spend local, it it makes you feel better. So we do it. Are are we going to end up, are we going to end up? In an industry where there is the internet, yep, mega brick and mortar stores, Home Depot, Lowe's, Walmart, and then really micro level cottage things. Do you? Do you I, I feel like I that's think we're kinda, there. We're there. Yeah. Well, we're okay. getting there. Yeah. I mean, uh, do, do people remember Mervin's out of business? Fuck yeah, I do. Yeah, that's where I got well, my Bugle Boys. <laughs> who didn't get I think, their? Bugle I think my boys. first credit card was to Mervin's. Can, yeah. Actually. John, can yeah. I can I throw in a quick Beagle Boy trivia? Please. Undergraduate, graduation, commencement, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute, 1994, commencement speaker, the founder of Beagle Boy Jeans. Wait, you, a- Antoine, you graduated Antoine Van from Bugleboy? somewhere in 1994? Shut up. Oh my God, I was eight years old. Yeah. No, I was probably seven years old. Uh, at, at I was commencement. eight. I was eight, yeah. So uh, I'm going to switch gears right now. Yeah, um, that's a good time to switch gears because we're out no, of the port. We're out of the port. So... Um, we want to get to the Madeira. Madeira. Yes. Um, let's give. Uh, can we? Can we give our friends some headphones here? Uh, there's an expert pair of headphones in the. I kind of want to see yeah. Lucas and Josh share. Yeah, Josh. Josh. <laughs> yeah, no. There's a. <laughs> so we have Josh Koontz with us. He just pulled in. In that bag, there's some headphones, and you can plug in. We're gonna then, do a real podcast with Josh Koontz. And some then uh, Lucas. Get off your fucking phone, man. Turn the microphone a little bit towards Josh so he can talk into it. 
And then, Josh, uh, you had no idea what you're in for, were you? So Josh is very uncomfortable right now. Josh, you just jump in and say whatever you need to say, and then at the end we're actually going to close with you. Just heads up. So closer, you're the closer. Um, while we, while Will is uh, pouring us so some drinks. So here, here we're actually going to back up because um, okay. I actually know nothing about Madeira, which is also another fortified beverage from Portugal. Um, where Jim spent some time last year. I want him to tell us about Madeira. Home of what famous soccer player? Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. Is, is Cristiano Ronaldo, while you're trying to get that cap off, the most attractive person in the world? No. I'd say yes. Who's better looking besides your wife? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. This podcast went weird real fast. <laughs> Uh, Lucas, what do you have to say I, about does that? Does this mean you're over your crush on Ryan Gosling? No, but Ryan Gosling, hold on. You know what I was I was just about to say Ryan Gosling. <laughs> so Christian Ronaldo is better, more attractive than Ryan Gosling, and so is um who's the who's married to Posh Spice? Yeah, David so, Beckham. Yeah. David, Beckham? D- David yeah. Beckham. David that, Beckham. That means, that means Ronaldo's not even the most attractive soccer player. Yeah. yeah. So David Beckham, you're kind of be, you're David, kind of defeating your own. David well, Beckham's retired, barely a soccer player. Soccer player. Yeah, David Beckham's barely a soccer <laughs> player. So, um, so side note: I was two feet away from David Beckham at Legoland in San Diego, and oh. he he is the single most attractive person I've been I've seen in real life. He looked like he was fucking photoshopped. He's so handsome, so good looking. Was it because you knew who he was, or just if you didn't know who he was, you'd have been like? This is a really good-looking guy. No, he was. He's extremely attractive, and I'm. I, I'm at a table of really handsome men. You guys look like fucking Filipino pirate hookers compared to him. <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. <laughs> huh. Thank you. Okay, this is a. All right, get a. Does Does Josh have Does Josh have a glass to drink? Yeah, port, sure. Port out of. Got a pint glass okay, out. here we are. Madeira Port. Jim Crow's go. Jim Crow's go. Ooh, so. Uh, I believe, well, Madeira is an island, a Portuguese colony. It's actually now part of Portugal. It's part of the EU. Um, it was a Portuguese colony off the coast of Africa. And I think Look at that color. Madeira came about because they tried to make port as best they could. It's fortified with clear brandy, so it's a much lighter color. Typically a, kind of a caramel. Do you say caramel or caramel? I say caramel. It's caramel. 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 Yeah, it's All right. Caramel. Well, but you know, caramel. Yeah, I accept, yeah. It's acceptable. Yeah. Caramel color, a little bit sweeter. Okay. More like a, a tawny port, but even a little bit sweeter sometimes. Um, and then this is, I just learned this today from Will's Wine Bible. The good port, or I'm sorry, the good Madeira got put in casks on ships and would go out. And come back, and the tossing and turning and being the warm hold of the ship helped it age oh. properly. And there was a, a Portuguese word that I can't find right now for the round trip. Madeira was the best Madeira that went out on the ship and actually came back. Hmm. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so so gonna, it's going to be actually would, shipping it somewhere? It just Well, they were, but for whatever reason, it would come back. You know, it. So they would ship slaves, yeah. right? And they didn't drink. The, they didn't drink everything. And then the port would just go along for the ride, right? Well, right. Madeira, Madeira, because yeah. I was going to make a terrible joke. Yeah, do no, it, please. The, no, the no, 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 Jim, don't do it. I'm Madeira. Yeah. I'm Madeira. This is this is going to be published. Yes, that's and, true. Uh, you're an upstanding person. Yeah. Well, 
Yeah. Okay. So, so Madeira. Yeah, Madeira. Should we taste? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, yeah. Cheers. What do we got here? Prost. And again, room temperature like the port. Yeah. So this is it's caramel colored. Uh, Looks like like flat Bud Light. So Bud yeah. Light. When, uh, I'm gonna throw this out to Jim and Will. What? When? Why? And what would I drink this with? This is dessert. Dessert. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's gonna be sweet. What are we doing? You might have some. He might have some red. Oh, it's red. In yeah, it's, some red. it's like golden. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very. As it, oh, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, I like this way more than the last. It's one. It's my favorite thing to drink. Honestly, Whoa. I love. Madeira. So hold on, <laughs> I've just changed John Munn's life. It's not as it's not as it's different <laughs> sugary. Yeah, well, it's sweet, but so I would say it's like apple appley maybe. It's so fruity. Cool. Yeah. It's, so. Here, well, in my opinion, if you look at the color, right, it's light. And the, or the last yeah. one was like that red color. Yeah. So the red color means there's more skins and more yeah. kind of that berry flavor. Okay. This is going to be more that apple, like a, a white wine versus a red yes. wine. Yes, yes. Right? And so, like, if you look at aged white wines, they can get this kind of, like, apple-y flavor. And yeah. that's kind of what I think we were picking up on. This yeah. is This is – so, no joke, if you're listening at home – and you want to drink something that's really fucking strong and delicious. And not, very unique. Not too. expensive. Yeah, really weird. Uh, get Madeira. Medium dry. Medium dry port? Is that how it's No, no, just Madeira. It's, Madeira. It's, it's just called can, Madeira? Yeah. Madeira, yeah. Yeah, it's a fortified wine just like port. Yeah. And uh, where... Josh, do you like it? Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. Where, it now, what do you yeah. mean by fortified? Mm. Bad brandy. Yeah, so when, you, whenever, when you're talking about a fortified wine... They're adding spirits to it, so stops the fermentation, right? When they it stops the fermentation, right? Because if you if you get the alcohol percentage above fifteen, sixteen percent, it will kill yeast and they'll stop um, fermenting sugar, and it also fortifies the alcohol level from ten percent to twenty percent. So where can where can a person get this? Just most wine shops. Most wine or? shops, I think. I think most wine shops yeah. will have port Madeira. Madeira. Yeah. Um, I I don't know if grocery stores carry Madeira. Madeira. Probably not. I'd say probably a wine shop. Probably a wine shop. Jim, you say it's not expensive. Like, what's a bottle like this go for? Sixteen dollars. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And like this this uh, um, late bottle of vintage port costs twenty one dollars. But yeah. if you get a vintage port, because I was looking at vintage ports, I was going to get a vintage port today. It's like it starts at fifty bucks. Yeah. So, you know what though? That bottle of Madeira was like seven dollars. Yeah, this in Madeira. is this exactly is, right. Can, so I, can they, I read you my favorite so that, sentence that, from the wine wait, bible? Is that oh. supply chain? Is that, that is supply why, chain? Is that why it's, it's, well, it's three times as expensive here in the United States? It's taxes and supply chain. Yeah, you know, duties, tariffs. So I blame you for making that. I love this this sentence here. All styles of Madeira have a gripping backbone of natural acidity, making them refreshing to drink on their own, but also it's exquisite counterpoints to food. So. What do Love we it. eat with this? What would we eat with this? Uh, this well, being Madeira, it's seafood probably primarily. Yeah, imagine it's island. Yeah, we had some uh, something salty. Yeah. Would be good with this. I had a crab ravioli for dinner tonight. I, I could picture it going very well with this. Who's this fancy guy? <laughs> well, <laughs> who isn't this fancy guy? This is. I a, thought he was going to stop with crabs. Is, yeah. But <laughs> I had cr- well, that's just all the time. So I wouldn't say like I had it for dinner. I just had it all the time. But uh, uh, I'm uh, Mr. Wetmore's brother-in-law. That's right. Dirty Cooper Rider. Dirty Cooper Rider. El Cunado. El Cunado. Okay, we got to be on All right, so 
Jim, can we get back to this hard-hitting interview? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I'm this is going to be the worst next. podcast ever. Isn't so it? I went to uh, – I when, when I was doing a deep dive last night <laughs> to research Jim Gross. That's I, the one problem is, like, my dad will come in and be like, hey, I was looking at you on the internet. And it's like – yeah, it really freaks me out. So I ended up at ratemyprofessor.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I've not looked at that in a couple of years. For a second, I thought you said ratemyprofessor.com. <laughs> well, it, that's dark web stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, so um, I am uncomfortable. So out of, out of a, out of a, uh, so there's a five rating, five being the best, one being the worst. What his, what do you think is Jim's overall rating? As do a I get professor? to guess as well? Can, can we? Do we know what the parameters are? He's being rated on. Yes. Is oh yeah. Good call. Good looks, so, or is it teaching? I think abilities? maybe we should disclaim. So there, there. This is an inexact science, and this in no way reflects uh, teaching ability or. Uh, yeah, it's all. It's like, it's like it's this like is inexact. It's this like is, Yelp reviews. These are people's you know? opinions. This is not hard and fast. So, Lucas, are you defending me or or? Saying that I'm, I'm overrated. <laughs> I'm trying to help you out. Here. Okay. <laughs> he's, Have he's you a, looked? He's, he's expecting assume, a low yeah, score. He's oh. assuming you're going to get a shit score. Oh. So there is, there is, um, they, but they have the separate chili pepper as well. Yeah, they have the chili pepper, which is attractiveness, hotness. I think is actually how they call it. Yeah, the hotness. Oh yeah. wow. So no, I'm. Uh, it's difficulty, enjoyability. Uh, so, um, difficulty of grading, attractiveness, um, what did you learn, um, how funny, there's a lot of categories. You can actually pick the categories. So, um, overall from five, where would you rate Jim? Well, well, I can see the answer, yeah. but what would you, <laughs> I don't think he's allowed to answer if he saw the answer. Okay. Um, we'll skip. Yeah, jo- skip me. Josh, what do you, what do you say out of five? I'm going high. Only I'm, before I even answer, I'm going to basis on a little bit of uh, anado- anecdotal evidence. When I'm around town with Jim, we sometimes bump into his students, and they're they're pretty impressed. That's by true. Him. I actually worked with one of his former students. Yeah, and she loved Jim. So I'm going to be real surprised if it's less than a four. Okay, Lucas. Excuse me. Uh, four point six nine. <laughs> Jim. Three five. Uh, and the answer is 4.6 out of 5. Wow. So Solid. let me... How many I, reviews are we talking there, about? There's 23 reviews. So there's a... It's a pretty good... Wow. I don't know what... I don't, I don't know what... <laughs> like, there's a certain number where like Gallup polls like yeah. interviews and then like well, that's the number. You want 30 to be there's, statistically there's, relevant typically. But, but so, you throw out the top and bottom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you throw out the top. So there's a let me let me. Re, there's a lot of lot of like really kind of banal ones where they just praise his wiener. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, so easy to understand, and he uses real world examples to help you remember things. Kroos is a sweet prof. <laughs> he has real world experience that he uses to get material across the students in a way that makes sense. Tests are multiple choice. First test class wasn't. First test class for the class was an eighty. So, but I'm gonna scroll up to my go favorite. to the worst. I'm ones. gonna go to my favorite one. Are there any bad ones? There's no. There no. Unfortunately, they're not. I wanted a really bad one. They're all either good or awesome. <laughs> this is my favorite. I'm gonna try to read it in a really like collegey tone. For the, since <laughs> you folks can't see John right now, he's already beat red. Oh, he's just, so excited to say whatever so, he's about to I'm say. I'm so excited. 
overall a good professor. He can be a little rude if you miss class and ask a lot of questions about things that was covered in the first class or the class you missed. <laughs> first two projects are fairly easy, but the last project uses a program you have to use at school. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a real pain, especially when it's during dead week. You got a good rating from this guy. Uh, so it just uh, millennials. Yeah. Just, so overall, so overall, four point six. That's way higher than I thought. I would. Real four point six is solid, and then level of difficulty, two point three two. Up your uh, shit. Hey, you know what? I feel like that's a. And then uh, I just feel like I'm a good teacher. He's, for, a, he's a player's coach. The, for, yeah, the harder it gets, the the hey. worst ratings. And then for hotness, he got a chili pepper. Is that good or is that bad? Nobody knows. Wait, I'm, does that mean he got one chili pepper out of 23? Yeah, or I know. Just, or, or one out of four? Or did he get enough high ratings in the hotness category that he was awarded a chili so pepper? A little, I need to know more about Inside professional, no, none of us know where the chili pepper comes from, but it's a good thing to have. Yes, it's a good thing. So there but is, it seems like it doesn't take a lot because... Because it's like saying your office hot. There is one in here that talks about your attractiveness. What? Yeah. Um, His name is Earl. To... Are you wearing those tight-fitting jeans again, Jim? Mm. <laughs> he, uh, no, he showed up in his, his biking shorts. This, so is a, this is another one of my favorite sentences. Well, who wouldn't look He does a good job at keeping you interested in topics that aren't really that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Oh, Fair point. Fair point. So... Uh, Hey, I, so want, I want to actually. I want to go ahead. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to get real serious for I, a second. I feel like he's going to keep his tenure. Uh, yes, I. I don't think he would doubt that, Jim. So you wrote an article about efficiency on Meals on Wheels, and Meals on Wheels was recently in the news. Yes. Um, by our current president. So Meals on Wheels is actually very near and dear to my heart. I'm I not, know we've I'm talked not, about this before. Not joking. Yeah. yeah. So, a uh, little backstory. I did Meals on Wheels for about five years every Thursday. Um, every th- Like, yeah. religiously, every <clears throat> Thursday for, for five years. I think it may have took a time, week or two off during here or there. But, um, I mean, I... Uh, I mean, I saw fucking people. I went to people's houses. Yeah. They were there in the next week. They were fucking dead. Like, they were like... There, this person's no longer accepting meals and wheels. And I did it with, I did it, I did it by myself. Yeah. I did it with uh, um, high school age kids. And I've seen, like, I've seen it be a really transformative, <clears throat> um, really important thing um, to seeing like kids, to seeing um, adolescents who were oftentimes like me, 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 look at me, look at me. To transform and then be like, holy shit, there's a lot of fucking old people in this world that have fucking nothing. And their daily yeah. visit from Mills and Wheels is really significantly important. Um, and we've seen that recently go away. And I'm not going to... Well, it hasn't gone away yet. It's has proposed. Not gone away. It's proposed. Uh, and I'm not, I don't, I don't want to get yeah. political. I have my own beliefs, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, and you, I mean, you didn't write about kind of the emotional part of it, but you wrote about the efficiency part of that. Um, talk, talk a little bit about your feelings on Mills and Wills, and then talk a little bit about your article, please. So awesome organization, especially here in the Treasure Valley. Yeah. And we've, I don't know if you remember, we talked several years ago about Grant and Cheryl, the two people. Yeah. Cheryl run Cheryl, Meals on Wheels. Cheryl's my girl. Yeah. yeah. They feed 
it was 800 people yep. a day yep. back when I was working with them a few years ago. It's probably, you know, if not 800,000 people now yep. a day that they feed. So like, and two people do that. Yeah. And that's there. There's no budget. You know, they're, they're struggling. They, yep. even without what's happening, they have very little funding, but they're just Can awesome. Can I inter- interrupt yeah. with a quick question about yeah. how this actually works? Do those so, people have a commercial kitchen? Do they yeah, so so here in, here in Boise, they when it was the Elks Hospital, the Boise Senior Center is right next to there. Mm-hmm. And there's a kitchen there, and that's the main kitchen there. I think there are a couple yeah. other in the valley. Yeah, the most a lot of it come out of the Boise Senior. I, Center. I think it was like 600 came out of the Boise. Yeah. 600 and 800 it, meals. And it looks like, I mean, it just looks like a hungry man dinner. Yeah. You know, just, it's in a it's tin. It, it, it's a tin and then there's dietary things like skim milk or no bread. milk or, you bread, know, no bread, no bread. And this team of volunteer drivers was like 35, 40 people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's like, it, you know, it's anyone from people at Micron to like housewives yeah. to people like me that work with you know, work in the school system, anyone, you know, guys like John, who's like, okay, Thursday, I'm going to go pick up meals and run this route. And every week it's typically pretty much the same people and you'll drop off what 25, 30 meals. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't take long. It takes, I mean, I like, I had my route down in it. I mean, you're, you're, it's like 30 minutes in and out. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I think by law there's, is it, 180 minutes from the time you pick up the meals, they have to be delivered. Yeah. So they're, they're, I mean, you pick them up and they're in like in a heated bag and then you get a cooler with the, that has the, the milk and the breads or whatever. And you're like, go. Yeah. So we, I I can't even remember how we got talking to them and I'm going to preface this with, we built some software tools, helped them out for a little bit and then just kind of through a variety of circumstances, I don't think they're using it anymore. Yep. So I feel terrible about that. Sure. But um, what we did was, well, I'm going to get really uh, kind of nerdy operations management here. Do it. So to figure out the optimal route to deliver to like 30 stops is one of the most mathematically complicated problems known to you know society. Like, there are mathematicians who have spent their whole life trying to figure out how to sequence 30 stops together to in the shortest route because there are 30 times 29 times 28 times 27 possible combinations sure. of different routes, which works out like current computing technology would take probably 100 billion years to try every route and figure out what the absolute best route is. And the, does that factor in like traffic patterns and day of the week? No, that, that is weather? just shortest route. Okay. That is just shortest route. So when we met with Cheryl and Grant, we asked them how they plan their routes. And they're like, we honestly just have a map. And I kind of draw them out. And they they do a really good job yeah. by hand. Sure. And, you know, there, there are logical things you can do that obviously eliminate a lot of those possible billions of combinations. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, myself... And a buddy I got my PhD with at Georgia Tech, who's now at Louisville, um, wrote some software for free that could use Excel to pull in data from Google Maps um, to get the data on how much time it takes to travel between these different things and pull these. Are we okay? Oh, yeah. I'm just getting some more. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, 
to essentially let them hit a button, put in all, they put in all the destinations, hit a button, and come back with not the optimal route, but a very efficient sequence of stops to make to minimize time because all their drivers are volunteers. Yeah. So if we can minimize volunteer time, they're right. hopefully going to keep doing it. Rec- right. Yeah. You know, yeah. Retain volunteers or instead of serving 25 people, maybe John can deliver 30 meals in the sure. hour and a yeah. half he has. So, so we built the software and gave it to him for free and it's actually out there for free. Anybody who wants to use it, we'll give it to we. No shit. Yeah. We gave That's a version great. for, awesome. uh, same thing we worked with yeah. uh, Idaho Food Bank, mm-hmm. and theirs is even more complicated because they pick up and deliver food, and that's oh, yeah. much more complicated kind of sequencing. Sure. And then everybody we worked with left. So, so this summer we're building a version of the software for the Boise Bike Project, the green bikes. Oh, nice. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because their problem is people take bikes from their popular hubs and leave them at unpopular hubs and they actually have to go around and physically move those bikes back. So we're trying to optimize that. So kind of optimization is a big part of what we do. So this is a, um, this is a really fucking big deal. And I like, well, I don't know about that, but no. And here's why is because if, if you can, um, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier we kind of a lot of us shop online and buy shit, but a lot of us want to kind of give back locally to the cottage industry. Yeah. And if you told Lucas and you told Will and you told Josh, you told any of us, and like, look, you devote thirty five fucking minutes on a lunch on Wednesday, and you're going to make a significant impact to these twenty five people. Yeah. Like they're going to do it. Yeah, I probably won't. They're going to do it. <laughs> and and so I think. It, you know, it, it's it, it. You're talking about optimizing charity. You're talking about optimizing time, um, because I think the reason a lot of people um, don't give back is because of time. Yep. I mean, it's it's it's, it's laziness and time is convenient. Yeah. But but if you told someone, it's like, man, you do this for fucking forty minutes, and you're gonna have this outcome. They're gonna do it. Is there a way to um, to to kind of um, give back in the way that he's talking, or is there a, is there a, where, like where should if people want to be like I want to do meals on wheels, I want to do these things. Where do you go? Where do you? Look? That's a good well, question. If you don't have time, give them money. They need money. Yeah, they yeah. are, you know, scraping the you know, the budget barrel. I mean, yeah. they're. In yeah, the I don't want to. Have yeah. you guys ever heard the phrase "give your, either give your time, talents, or treasure"? Right. The three T's. The three T's. One or all of those. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to turn this too much into no. a political podcast, but, um, yeah, fucking, well, if, if there, I, if, I'm going to say a, like now that I am a tenured professor, yeah, I'm working on things that are enjoyable to me yeah. that are going to help people. Yeah. You know, it's, it was a whole different game before that. So, yeah. And I mean, if there's a hill I'm going to fucking die on, I'll die on that meals on Wills Hill. I'll, I'll be there. I'm fine <laughs> with that. And like, they're the two of the nicest people I've yeah, ever met. They're great. Like, it's great. Love Meals so, on Wheels. Love it, love it, love I, it. I have another question about these two people. Yeah. Is Meals on Wheels, I'm assuming, a nonprofit? Are these paid staff people that they, run it? They're paid through grants. It's yeah. like federal grants and state grants. And So are they like a chapter of Meals on yes, Wheels? Yes. It, it's okay. Meals on Wheels Association of America. And they feed a million people a day. And she, yeah. And, uh, she, and sorry without getting – well, I'm going to get political. Yeah, but go ahead. The, you the budget proposal is going to eliminate funding. To feed a million people a day. 
who have no other means of getting meals. And we're talking, and just it's evil. Uh, it's so evil. Josh just said, like we're talking, like we had a guy that came to the we called Gandalf because he had a fucking huge beard, and he came up with this walker every time. Got his meal. Like the kids would come in. And like he you would, were probably his best friend. He was he would he had no other fucking contact. He lived in this he lived in this one floor duplex and he like you know like maybe changed clothes, like had a dog. I mean, these people live in virtual squalor and you and Mills and Wills is like and so more than anything, like what Mills and Wills done is it prides it like we're 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 priding basic fucking sustenance and this isn't this isn't lunch breakfast and dinner this is one One meal one fucking meal a day this is lunch and it's more than anything it's a welfare check to make sure these people are fucking alive and to provide them with maybe the only social human contact they're going to have in 24 fucking hours lucas wanted to ask jim good job you just made made me get political i know but that kind of circles back to my question: like, Who is eligible for Meals on Wheels? It's a really good question. Yeah, John, you probably know about that. Yeah, so there, so you you become eligible because it's it's either you have to be um, you have to, there's financial restrictions like you you know your um, social security, so, yeah, social security, welfare, that sort of thing, yeah. or the other restriction is. Like you're like wheelchair bound, you can't get to the fucking so grocery disabled. store. You're disabled, correct? Yeah, correct. yeah. so like yeah. you yeah. being a yeah. single thirty year old. Yeah, man, I see your angle. You can't get meals on wheels. Yeah. yeah, no free lasagna for me. Uh, all right, this this went way too serious. Real quick, sorry. Um, we're gonna. I want to talk, Jim, a little about. Uh, yeah, of course. Jim, uh, w- also what I discovered when I was doing my Jim Crow's deep dive, you're related to someone that is a, a little bit more attractive than you more, Way more famous and popular, yes. Well, I don't know about that. T- talk about uh, well, I no. talk about the supermodel crows. You need to bring my sister in for this one. There's a supermodel crows? Yeah, not my sister. My sister's great, but she's not a supermodel. <laughs> my sister is obsessed with... Uh, Deutzen Kroos. How do you uh, how do you spell Deutzen? D O U E T Z N perhaps. Deutzen Kroos and Kroos just for well and K R O E S. Yeah, just like yeah, but in Fries they they say Kroos. That's Kruis. Kruis. that's the actual true pronunciation of my last Kruis. name. Kroos. I don't so, know R quite correctly. Deutz. So for white people, uh, well, well, no, she's super no, white. For, so yeah, she is super white for. Um, Americans, yeah. Deutzen Kroos, do yourself a favor. She was a, yeah, just Google it. Just shit. Google, yeah. Yes. What? Just brought her up on Instagram. She's There's, an attractive lady. Yeah. yeah. And uh, who, 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 who is her brother? Who is Deutzen? So she's from the same, my, my dad's from a northern territory of the Netherlands called Friesland, which is a farming kind of part of the country. And uh, she's from there. My sister has tracked our family lineage. Whoa. Yeah. She split from my dad's line in like the late 1800s. <laughs> Sorry, I just got showed a picture of boobs hugging. <laughs> you too, Chris. Yeah. Continue, Jim. Netherlands. Netherlands. Northern region. <laughs> and Boobs hugging. Yeah, so my sister is 
tried for years to become her Facebook friend. My sister's obsessed with and this. She won't let her. And she has never accepted the friend request. So. Are you sure you guys are related? Your yeah. still have your last name? Yeah. Last name. Well, my sister took her husband's last name. Yeah. So, but I think on her Facebook page, she hyphenated. Like a unicorn in the ocean. <laughs> She probably doesn't know anything about no, supply no. and demand. She or knows nothing supply about chain. my my line in the family. Yeah, but she's I'm the all, I'm all out with her. She's a spokeswoman for the preservation of the Fries language, which my dad speaks. Fries? It's a dialect of Dutch. Yeah. So. Uh, so so um, yeah. for our listeners at home, so Jim is six one. Six you two. six two. Hispanic. You are a hundred percent Netherlander, Dutch. Well, my, what, do you, how do you, what is that? Dutch, Dutch. Dutch. My yeah. my dad emigrated in 1952. Yeah. yeah, his family had enough after World yeah. War II and yeah. saw the Russians kind of acting up or the Soviets back then and said, yeah. "We're not We're good here. for another one of these." So they came to America. My mom's family was Dutch descendants, so yeah. not pure Dutch, not but. Pure. A lot of Dutch in me. So uh, Jim has the this the who was the lady that got in trouble because she was white? <laughs> Rachel Dozel. Rachel Dozel. So Jim looks like Rachel Dozel. He's got this like mocha colored skin, but he has it all the time. And he in the summer he gets really he gets darker. So he, I, I don't know. I've always said Jim looks like what the what uh, the world's going to look like in five hundred years, years yeah. when we just blends together. <laughs> Every part of him, yeah, seems confusing as far as his lineage goes. Yeah, you've seen his wiener, is what you're saying. It's got a long wiener. Yeah, he's clearly Jamaican. <laughs> if he had more hair, he would be like Rafi from the league. Thank you, Jim. I, you're Rafi from the league. This this got really. I can weird. be that guy. I can be that guy. So, easily. Jim, you got your PhD from uh, Georgia Tech. Yes. Correct? Yep. University of Phoenix. <laughs> no. Georgia Tech. Go Jackets. How legitimate. So, you, you uh, at Boise State and also at Georgia Tech, and just along your travels, you've probably taught some famous people, some pro athletes maybe. Uh, A few. Some actors. No actors. No actors. Wait, so, what years did you... Did you teach at Georgia Tech? Yeah, okay. 2003 to 2007. Okay, so, so Georgia Tech's basketball team went to the so championship game in 2004. I was at that game. Yeah. It was awful. Uh, Who, okay. Bynum? Andrew? Will Bynum? Will Bynum, yeah. Did not have him as Will a Bynum. Okay. Who? Uh, had the check? other point guard, though. Uh, Elder? B.J. B. B. Elder? Elder? How yeah. do you remember B.J. Elder? I yeah. Look, this, this, well, this is a bear game. trap yeah. of but you're, you're missing the one guy who actually had a well. Will Bottom had a long NBA career. Jared Jack. Yeah. yeah. Jared Jack. You had coached Jared Jack. I didn't coach him. <laughs> I had him in class. <laughs> he coached him in schooling. Yeah. Coaching is just a form of teaching. Exactly. And teaching is just a form of coaching. Was he? How was Jared Jack? He's all right. He's great. Yeah. Uh, what? Who else have you? Who else of note have you taught? Um, I'm trying to think. I, I had one kid who played AAA baseball pitcher. Ooh, who's that? Threw out his arm. I think he had Tommy John. Will and <clears throat> I might know it if you throw it out there. It's all right. I think it was, was it Tim Gustafson. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he, I think he made a triple A. That was kind of the, one of the those peak. Swedish pitchers. I see. Yeah. Gustafsson. No. When I was at Georgia Tech, I did not have a student. Matt, Weir, other... Matt Weeders was there. I'd go watch Matt him play. Matt Weeders. <laughs> he would, he would catch Weeders. eight innings yeah. and close the ninth yeah. and throw so 95. Was, I, I remember him in college. Joe, yeah. was... Joe, Joe Maggio and I just talked about Matt Weeders on yeah. Tuesday because the Orioles didn't re-sign him. <sighs> and Maggio was like, ah, oh, fucking, we got rid of Matt Weeders. Matt Weeders, if you're listening, we love you, but, man, didn't. I thought expect, I thought I expect, he was a Hall of Famer. Oh, he's going to be Johnny Bench. He's yeah. supposed to be fucking Johnny fucking Bench. And yeah. Matt Weeders, if you're he's, listening, you're still fucking awesome. And you're, I think he's a multi-time, multi-time all-star. Oh. <laughs> but who else? Any former uh, pro athletes? I had a kid who played for the Giants the first time they beat the Patriots. Who? Who was that? Um, Do you remember? Uh, Michael. Gosh, what was his name? Can't move my mind's going blank. He's, he's tight end. He play actually played. Whoa, blocking did, did tight he end. Catch. He I think he only had like six catches over the year. He was the, he's the blocking guy. Oh, yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. had um, uh, who was their other tight end before Shockey? Boss. Oh yeah, David, David Boss. Boss. David Boss. Yeah, I, th- no, I think yeah. Boss was the Boss the, was the pass catcher. And uh, Mike, I can't believe I'm going blank. He was a great, like super nice kid, super student. Yeah, good kid. Won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, the, do, remember Dewan Landry. So, yeah. no, no, tell you uh, tight ends out there catch passes. People will remember your name. Yeah, Mark Navarro. No, that's a Mark Navarro. We just talked about yeah. that. Um, uh, Dewan Landry was a safety for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, He's good. His brother was Laron. He played uh, for LSU, right? Yeah, yeah. Dewan played for Tech and then played for uh, uh, Ravens for a long time. So and, then, Jim, uh, and then I had uh, Paradise here at, Bo- at Boise State. Oh, Matt. Super yeah. Bowl champion. Yeah, so I've had two Super Bowl champions. Whoa. Yeah. Jim, I uh, le- the last question I want to ask you, and then we're going to let you off the hook. So your your favorite actor of all time is? Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, oh, of course. Oh. And uh, when you – you and uh, you and a friend – Two friends – Two friends tried to. So what's what's the uh, Cannibal Run? Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and Come on. Damn it. Sorry. Damn it. I knew you were going to be mad at me. Yeah. The plot of Smokey and the Bandit is Big Enus and Little Enus, the two men in white tuxedos, challenge the Bandit and the Snowman. Bandit being the truck driver, hero yep. slash. Now has a Trans Am and his friend the Snowman drives a semi truck to drive from Atlanta to Texarkana, Texas, which in the seventies was the furthest east they sold Coors beer. Coors. So they challenged them to drive to Texarkana and bring back a load of Coors beer. Round trip twenty eight hours. It's real quick. Logistically, is that possible? Well. Do you have to watch a movie? In 2005, my two friends and I got in a truck one Friday afternoon. So hold on, being being a logistics specialist, I was you trying to recreate this in the middle of my PhD program. (laughs) Spent a lot of time watching Smokey and the Bandit. So, because really, was was Smokey uh, was he a supply chain strategist? Smokey was the the, uh, the the police officer. 
So Will asked a question earlier yeah. in the podcast. Why did you like what in your childhood got you into supply chain? Yeah, I think it's all coming movies. around. It is all coming around. Yeah, so it was you, pretty it, much. And I, I actually always—is this shit possible? Well, is this so, possible? And I always actually kind of emphasize with the snowman, the truck driver versus the bandit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was—he was kind of the one I rooted for, Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed in one yeah. uh, so, you you have a you have a um, social media handle which I'm not going to give up that is a that is something snowman. So you in 2005 we interrupted 2005 you and a buddy two buddies gra- yeah. two buddies you're in grad school. Yeah. Josh is following your cousin now on Instagram. I'm not, but she has over five million. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure I've got no Instagram presence. So, but more importantly, so yeah, in 2005, so uh, the more attractive crows. We couldn't find a Trans Am, so we got in a Chevy Avalanche. <laughs> the closest... Greatest vehicle ever, for yeah. the record. Yeah, and uh, they're, they're literally spitting images of each other. We left Atlanta at 5 p.m. on you a. Hit a, you hit a stopwatch. Oh, boom! We're doing this. We we have a, there's a DVD of the entire journey. <laughs> of course, there is. Yeah, so we rolled out. Drove all night. Our friend Greg, who owned the Chevy Avalanche, slept the whole time. Was he just fucked up, or was he just like, oh, he's like, I'm just he's like, like my long truck? For the ride. Yeah, yeah, long for the ride. So my buddy Justin and I drove all night, got to Texas, and had the biggest disappointment of our life. No course. Texarkana, Texas, Dry County. Oh, God. <laughs> <Silly>. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. So they can't sell so the whole alcohol? fucking movie is infeasible. <laughs> a stock boy at a Walmart. Oh my god. We're walking around a super Walmart at seven in the morning in we Texarkana, Texas. And we're like, Hey, where where's the beer? And he's like And I'm wearing a goddamn Trans Am t shirt. <laughs> my buddy's wearing a Burt Reynolds t shirt. And he looks at us and... Uh, did both of you have mustaches? I can't grow a mustache, but my buddy did have a pretty solid Reynolds going. He's like, smoking the bandit. And we're like, where's your beer? And he's like, huh? And my, my buddy's like, yeah, we drove from Atlanta. And there's an Atlanta, Texas, about 30 miles from Texarkana. And he looks at us and goes, Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, son, it's a dry county. And that may be the most disappointing moment of my life. <laughs> and we are just like, fuck you, Walmart. So did you go get beer somewhere in a non-dry no. county? So Texarkana, Texas, Arkansas. Yeah, Oklahoma. The state line road. Well, Arkansas. Texarkana. Oh, yeah. State line uh, road. Texahoma. The state line road literally <laughs> divides the state. So we drove back into town. We found like a, a gas station on the Arkansas side. And we're like, oh, there's beer. And we go in, the guy's like, oh, no, we, we, we can't. Maybe my time was, I think it was like 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. He's like, we can't sell until 8 a.m. So we're like, all right. So we went and ate some Burger King breakfast or something awful. Yeah. And then went back to the store at like, you know, 15 minutes before it was supposed to happen. And there was a line of people literally walking across the street like the Walking Dead and lining up to buy beer to bring it back to Texas. Whoa. It was the weirdest thing we've ever seen. Like we are sitting in this parking lot, filled up our truck with gas, and we're just 
like there is literally a line of people who have just walked across the street to buy beer at seven in the morning or eight in the morning. Prohibition ruined. So, America. so we brought back a avalanche, the Chevy avalanche full of beer and didn't tell a soul for four months that you didn't get that it. We didn't get it from Texas because we were so embarrassed. So we, we actually kind of cut together this crappy video and then showed it in a bar and raised like $4,000 for charity. Yes. So let's do that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So Burt Reynolds kind of, yeah, he pretty much everything I've done in my life is driven by Burt Reynolds. So, so that was all based on a movie. Oh my God, Lucas, you've Lucas. never seen smoke in the bandit. Don't, yeah, don't answer. 1986. Uh, I don't know. I, so should I have, yes. There's Why should some... I care about this movie? Lucas, stop talking. Yeah. Uh, uh, I want to do one last segment, and then I want to talk to Lucas, and then I want to talk to Josh. All right. Uh, before we let El- Jim off the hook, I want to do the best segment in America. Will's in your wallet. Will's in your wallet. Wets in your wallet. Jim, can you pull out your wallet, please? Oh, boy. You didn't tell me this was going to happen. Well, that's the whole point. I don't think there's anything weird. Oh. No! Get out of here. No. Oh, you get to do this? Yeah. So, all right. So I just got Jim's wallet. He did not. You you didn't know this was happening. Correct? No, I did not. This is so. Uh, what's going to be in your wallet? I'm pretty proud of something new that's in my wallet. That we'll see if. All right. So, um, just to set it up for our audience, this is like a really fat wallet. It's a it's a square. It looks like, like, a, it looks like, a, like a square. It's, it's like a four it, by four. It, three it, by sometimes three. it's a cube. It's wider than the traditional actually, wallet. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually taller than it is yeah. wide. It's kind of okay. weird. Um, right. It's very organized and professional. Should Which, we start on the left or the right? Um, let's let's go. I think the left is probably more interesting. I'd start at the right. Okay, let's go. Let's go start with the driver's license. Okay. So we just set it in a pile and hand it <laughs> all back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We got to reor- We might actually cut things up too. Oh yeah. If you have if you have something you disagree with, I or, see you have some punch cards so in there. Can you name your favorite punch card? We'll get there. What's? Oh, oh you go first. No, no. Oh, Will just John. John can't have any because he's a Jew. So uh, first thing we got Jim Crow's. Born in seventy two, so that makes you forty eight. <laughs> yeah, in a few years. How the hell is that? Uh, is, are you an or- he's an organ donor? Four or five. Idaho Credit Union, good man. Local, keep it local. All right, now we're getting to the credit cards. Uh, we got. Should I read off his numbers and the security <laughs> yeah. number on the back, please? Yeah. Uh, United? You like an, you're like a United guy? Yeah, it's the only airline that flies anywhere decent from here that you can get miles for. You uh, better not wear any leggings on those flights, Jim. Uh, American Express. I haven't home. used that in three years. home without it. In three years? Probably get, not. Get the scissors. <laughs> Cut that in half. No, 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 no. No. Nope. Nope. This is Cindy's wallet, too. Yeah. Who's? Sandy? Sandy? Oh, I said Cindy. I was like, who this? I was like, who's that? So you have two United cards? Oh, that's my silver medallion status card. So Wait, what does this do? I flew enough segments last year where I get uh, priority boarding. Ooh. Yeah. You, you, all right. you don't actually need to show that. No. So yeah. you, you But it has the phone number if you're ever stuck to get like direct customer access. So priority boarding. So if you you're get stuck to, where on a you, plane? Like, no, like if your flight's canceled, you don't have to call and wait. They, they answer right away. Do you fly a lot? I used to. So you need these cards? 
I just want to kill one of your cars. <laughs> hey, Lucas, will you go find a really sharp steak knife? I think there's. I think the drawers. Don't don't cut that one. Okay. Can we cut the other one that you didn't need? Contact in your phone. I mean, no, 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 no. Is this one? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. You're going to be here for an hour if you go through my wallet. Uh, Enterprise rental cars. That one I don't need. <laughs> you can cut that one. We got one. We got one. Lucas, cut it. Okay. Uh, so now. No, go go through yeah. Well, let's just see what he has like. Cash. So we went through one side of the card slot wallet. He's got thirty dollars cash. <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> he actually has no cash. Oh, REI yeah. dividends? What's going on there? Bite a bite rack. Whoa. Nope. Nope. What about a five hundred dollars? Hold on. Hold on. This is does your wife not need to know about this? No, she knows about it. But you guys don't need to know about that. What is Pepper Scoop? It's not a sex toy. It's sunglasses. That looks like a, pep- that looks like a sex toy. I got new new sex. Yeah. So Jim has, uh, if you're if you're listening home, Jim shops at Aria and has really expensive REI taste. Uh, for the record, Lucas has never used a knife before. Apparently. Jesus or- Christ, Lucas. Christ, Lucas. No, Lucas, you're going to cut yeah. your finger off. Yeah. Josh, do you want to take over? I'm super for... hopeful that he cuts no. his finger off. Yeah. No, we'll quit taking pictures. Keep going through the wall. Okay, sorry. So this is uh, the Hyde House, $58. What'd you do to the Hyde House? Tonight. That's where I was when you tried to call me. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I give All a right. good tip, but I don't write out my own receipt. So hey, let's talk about this. Speaking of... Uh, did I Local. We, we like the we like the Hyde House. Hyde House, yeah. So what do you shop at? That's the Starbucks. That's the Starbucks at my building. Okay. You buy, what do you buy, what food do you buy there? It's, they punch food to make sure it's not a fake card. I learned that. Do they know you there? Yeah. Like, oh, Doctor yeah. Jacob. Well, he just calls me Jim because because you're Jim. Yeah. To the world. So why is your email James? I. Because whenever I'm like trying to send you an email, I'm like Jim Crows, and I'm like yeah. I don't have his email. Walk or ride your bike twenty times and get a punch for each purchase. Jim's a big bike rider. Well, I walk to the co-op because it's two blocks. Oh, you yeah. walk. Yeah. This is entertaining podcast. Oh no, <laughs> we else hit the mother words. So many things. Okay. Jim, okay. have you had a burrito? Wait, oh. where'd my life light card go? Well, we haven't got to that. Oh, yet. you you bundle. Oh, all right, you ready? Speed round. Okay. Blue Sky Bagels. You're going to find about three of those. Dutch Brothers. Mocha Moose. Free, hold on. Free card at Dutch Bros, by the way. Yep. Don't cut that. Blue, Blue Sky is delicious. Boise Brewing. Hold on. Mo- you're a fucking coffee drinking fiend. Next. St. Lawrence Next Gridiron. Next visit, free drink. St. Lawrence Gridiron. Keep that. No, no. No. And my $30 <laughs> that John has in his pocket. John, oh, um, I'll let you. I'll I let feel you, like. I'll let you interpret this. Is this way. the end game of the podcast? I don't know what this we means. We get fleeced. I have no idea what this means. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I know what this means. Jim talking about this. Uh, yeah, that's Jim. the uh, Lucky LeBerry. Lucky LeBerry. Daryl LeBerry. Take, was... take, take a picture of this. Uh, Actually, wow, no. no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> he, was a, he was off guard for Georgia Tech. Maza. In the early 2000s. And uh, now he's an assistant coach. Maza, yes, no. I, I'm I'm pro Maza, yeah, yeah. I like Maza. Mediterranean yeah. is delicious. Hyde Perk Coffee, because another coffee shop. Hyde Perk, local. Okay. Yeah. Co-op. That one, free this sandwich. Free sandwich. Yeah. Another yeah. Boise Brewing. Hyde, Hyde Perk Coffee again. Blue Side Bagels again. 
There's a lot of... Yeah, we got all the punches that thing has. Boise Brew Car. This is going to be the worst podcast ever. Hold on. Uh, Boise... What is $20? That thing is a fucking it's a two, scam. It's a two for one. You know what, though? When somebody gives it to you for free... Ooh. Not a no, scam. no, no. It's, yeah. it's actually... It's great for the consumer. Yeah. It's terrible for the business. It. Okay. Dutch bro. Boring. Money? More money? $2 bill? What? My lucky $2 bill. I don't really believe in luck. I've just always carried one in my wallet. Oh, Another Mocha Moose. <laughs> James R. Crow. What's your middle name? Raymond. Raymond. <laughs> so real quick. Preparation get another, Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, two JRKs at the Raymond table. Raymond James Stadium. That's a real So thing. Josh Coons is also a JRK. Right. You have a free drink here. I know. I, well, hold on. Whoa. What is this? What is Breeze? That's my Atlanta subway card. Hold on. That needs to be cut in half. No, I go to Atlanta once a year, and you have to pay 50 cents. For the strip clubs? To get the card, and then you have to put money on it to get rides on the subway. Yeah, but you're probably losing 50 cents to the gallon by carrying that card in your car. You're making no sense, Will. Jim, have you ever seen... Lucas can cut that. Have you seen T.I.? So we have a we have a Ti used to hang out on the sidelines at George's. Lucas Tech games. cut us in half. So you did. Hold on, hold on. I've seen Ti. Let's just keep the scoop on it. Yeah, I've just followed. It. I mean, I follow instructions. Oh no! I don't think. I think that was for like the Navia benefit solution. Don't cut that. That's our uh, flexible this spending account. This is like the account. worst knife ever. This podcast has gone sure. off the rails. That's ACLU, a card carrying member. Look at that guy. That's new. Triple A. Probably keep that. You care about several liberties? Good luck with that. Yeah. Boise Green Bike. Have you ever rode one of those? A few times, yeah. You have? Yeah. I, so I ride across campus. What what is this what does this do for you? Can you swipe it and take a bike? So being a state employee for twenty five dollars a year, I'm a member, I get one hour of usage a day. For twenty five. Yeah. Why do you own a bike then? So well, hold because, on, hold on. How do I get because I'm a state employee if I work oh. for the public education system? Maybe if you email them, they'll they'll let you know. But okay. that's an RFID card. I just touch it to the bike, and I can take the bike. Unlock. Do you get charged? No, I, if, as long as I don't use my hour day. Cool. Blue Cross health insurance, pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, Life flight. There it is. Yeah. So what is this? If you get, if I need a helicopter because I do a lot of stupid things on a mountain bike and in a kayak. So when did it expire? Uh, July of this year. Uh, so I need to renew. June of 2015. Well, I, I renewed for two years. They never sent me a new card. So I'm, so I'm, you don't need that. I'm good. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't want this cut up? I don't want that cut up. Why? Lucas, it's Lucas. expired. It doesn't matter. Do you want to cut this one up? Lifeline? Jim yeah. may die if you cut it up. Well, it's also two years expired. Your life is in your hands. I don't think I actually need the card for the his, helicopter. His, to his life is in your Not hands. charge me? He, so you can let Lucas cut that one The last one that I came across is Lucas. really... Very weird to me because I don't get it. What is it? Universal Life Church Ministries. Oh yeah, I'm ordained. <laughs> what? He's an ordained minister. Yeah, you can marry what? people. I can marry people. How do you get this? You pay fifteen dollars on the internet. Oh really? Have yeah. you? Yeah. Okay. Have you married somebody before? No. A couple or before we went to Portugal, Kara and Marcus are like, hey. Get ordained just in case we get in the mood. Well, you know who's actually. Doing? I know the Muns are. The Muns are. Yeah. Boom. You're what? We're, We're uh, yeah ordained. Jim Cross. Yeah. Clothing 
Closing thoughts before we, before we turn over to Lucas. I feel like we started off well and got really weird at the end. That's the whole point. Yeah. And then I'm very uncomfortable about putting my wallet back together. Yeah. It's, it's Sorry, just going to take hours. <laughs> All right. You have a wallet uh, there. You want, yeah. Oh, here. Here's like a comparison wallet. Did I get my $30 back, John? Yeah, it's in there somewhere. Okay. Yeah, it's in there. Comparison wallet. Check Grimy wallet. bastard just wants his money. Supply chain demand. I see how it is. <laughs> Lucas Cooperider, uh, we talked about Tree Fort. You've been on your phone sexting all night. Uh, That's right. What What are young people doing in their twenties? What What app are you currently sexting people on right now? Uh, that's a really good question. I feel like by now, Tinder is kind of it's kind of old news. I think people are still on it, but it's more like a joke. And there's a lot of weird stuff on there. I mean, oh, women that I meet on other dating apps tell me fairly frequently just how much of a joke it is and how they've never really had much success with it. So, what? Wait, what? What success? Or <laughs> how do you quantify success on twin t- Tinder? Bonage? Uh, bonage? It probably, yeah. Bonage? Bonage? It's probably subjective. Probably depends who you're asking. Like, some people are looking for relationships. Some people I are just... I do like how Lucas is shaving his face uh, with a steak knife. How, how many girls have you had sex with on Tinder? Keep in mind, your sister and your parents may listen to this. Lucas has never had sex. He's waiting. He's saving himself for marriage. On Tinder. Um, a couple. Uh, have you had sex in a parking lot on because of Tinder? Not because of Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> What's the weirdest place you've had sex with because of Tinder? Because of Tinder? Honestly, I don't get that creative. It's been in some a, a lady a lady's. Please say the butt. <laughs> Not the butt. <laughs> In the in the butt, Bob. <laughs> Not the butt, but the box. <laughs> anyway. What what uh, what would you re- for young people? Young so uh, for listeners at home, Lucas is a very attractive young man. He's single. He's an accountant. Um, where where do where do where do people like you go on the interweb to have sex these days? So wait. Besides the bar, can I can I back up? So, do you use dating apps and Tinder and Grinder <laughs> or whatever you use? Yeah. Is it is it Grinder is the app that uh, we use to exchange like sandwiches, right? Like I can anon- yeah. anonymously like put my sandwich. Into Answer my the question. Sandwich. Answer the so, question. No, no. So the question is: Are you? Do you use these to find a relationship, or is it strictly for a hookup? Like, how are these used, I guess? I don't, I don't know. It depends. Like, it depends on what the... I feel like the man is adaptable to the situation. The man is in, The man is in, like, the government, or you <laughs> as in the man? Individual men are adaptable... Honestly, like, I would love to date a woman long-term. 
But if all they're looking for is a hookup, I'm okay with that too. <laughs> so here, here, do you, do you see? There lies the problem. If you're looking for a long-term relationship, and you're on grinder, and you're on grinder, <laughs> well, then you got a few problems. Yeah, not problems, just differences of opinion. Well, except you, yeah, yeah. Well, Lucas, do you remember your Tinder date at Red Feather with Sandy's friend when Sandy happened to see you there? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was awkward for everybody, except you, apparently. I don't know. Pretty sure. It wasn't right. the last time we hung out, so. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was one of the Tinder dates that ended in the parking lot, I'm pretty sure. So, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna end this here, because I feel like we need to do a really big deep dive with Lucas. But I, I want to transition now to Josh Koontz, our buddy that's here. And there is an event tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, so so people will hear this podcast two weeks from now. Two yeah. weeks from now. But um, no. But it, we're going to get the word out, and this is a this is what we call a tease for a future podcast. Josh Coons is heavily involved, highly involved into something that's really close to his heart. Josh, what would that be? Tinder. <laughs> Twinder, actually, uh, it's a dating site only for twins. Whoa. Um, I have a great story about some identical twins later. Uh, yes. It's not. Jeez. I have a few different stories. Anyhow, uh, what I'm involved in is a conservation group nonprofit called Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Um, the basics are, as the name might suggest, people who hunt and fish who want to protect public lands, waters, and wildlife for future generations. And we have an event coming up, first one we've ever tried. It's called the Beer, Deer, and Gear event. Um, we're trying to think outside the box, not just do a typical banquet, boring fundraiser. So partnering with a local brewery named Payette Brewing here in Boise. Yeah, we know Payette. And they've got a uh, pretty kick-ass lawn next to their brewery. They're going to open that up for us, and we're going to do an outdoor um, gear swap, kind of like a ski swap you might be familiar with. Yep. And... In addition to that, we have some local companies showing up to sh- uh, set up booths so they can showcase their wares. And Payette's giving, generously giving uh, our organization 20% of their beer sales. And then also some of our members are donating wild game that is going to be given for free to anybody who shows up while it lasts. We have white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, and moose on the menu what? tomorrow. Um, I have a question for this audience here. Do you guys know that it's not legal to sell wild game meat? I heard this from you. All right, so it's, I don't know why. it's yeah, I think it's not it like well. yeah. so. If I just wanted to hawk elk meat off my front porch, it's not illegal. Yeah, say you went on a perfectly legal hunt, shot an elk, and you got home. You're like, I have. Too much elk. Is it because it's not FDA approved or something like that? No. The the historical reason is back from the market hunting days when animals were getting killed at such a rapid pace that they mm-hmm. were on the brink mm-hmm. of extinction. Mm-hmm. Um, animals like deer and elk, the things that and geese, you know, things that we now have this giant surplus of in some areas, um, were getting killed so rapidly that the US passed laws to outlaw the sale of wild game meat because it it essentially takes away the industry for it. Oh, gotcha. So when you see like elk or bison on a menu in the U.S., that's a farm-raised animal. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So um, 
Unless but it's I'm a, free. Well, unless it's free, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can certainly do like what we're doing, giving away. Um, but yeah, so anyways, our event is going to be a fundraiser, but uh, since it's probably going to happen after everybody hears this podcast, just go check out backcountryhunters.com. They're a great conservation group, whether you hunt or fish. They're doing a lot to protect everybody who likes to recreate in the outdoors. Uh, they're doing a lot to protect our access to public lands and waters and keeping our habitat very healthy. Um, but, John, I'm hoping I can transition. I, I have – you, have you guys talked at all about Will's upcoming wine? Yes. The, the Veer Wine Project? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've, we did a podcast with my mom. About it. Yeah. Why don't you uh, let our listeners know once more? The, the most recent update. Um, so, most recent update about that, the, the rosé I made, shit, that was episode two, um, got labels approved and they're printing right now. Um, did a pre sale with my friends and family, and I've actually almost sold it all out in about mm. 10 days. In, in fact, uh, instead of having to steal money from Jim's wallet, I'm uh, here in part to present a oh, check to check, Will check. Pre-sale. for a pre-sale of, I believe that's six bottles of wine. Six bottles of wine. We're, we're going to get a we're gonna get a picture of this in a minute. Yeah, maybe cover up my wife's cover, bank account yeah. number. Yeah. Micker number. All right. So Nobody's going to listen to this. America, <laughs> uh, just to recap. So uh, Drink port and Madeira. Drink yeah. Madeira for sure. Port, yeah, you can drink port. It's a little sugary. Yeah. It's a little specific. It's but my well, favorite port. That, well, th- yeah. This is a different style I think you'd like port. a tawny if you yeah. like the Madeira. A tawny port. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would absolutely recommend drinking Madeira. I'm going to go buy a bottle tomorrow. It's really, really good. Uh, Dr. Jim Kroos, thank you for your time. Thank Meal- you for your expertise. Meals on Wheels, do that. Meals on Wheels. Give some money. If you support don't it. Have time. If you have uh, time for Grinder, do that. Uh, Lucas, <laughs> give money just to Grinder. No, never, never no. stop being you. Hey, internet dating apps for the win. Exactly. And uh, tomorrow, uh, who who is going? Who's going to support Josh? Well, not support Josh, but who's going to support Backcountry? Raise their hand. I will be there. Who's going to be there? Yeah, I will be, be there. We're all, yeah. all going to uh, be there. Yeah, public yeah. lands, man. Keep our lands public. All right. Thanks, America. Go Zags. Fuck the Zags. Good night. Apparently, Josh. <laughs>